The sponsor for the Fruitful and Fearless and the Shepherd's Crook podcast for the month of February is the Banner of Truth Trust. The Banner is a Christian organization which publishes books, organizes conferences, and publishes a monthly magazine. The objective of the Banner of Truth is the promotion, advancement, and dissemination of better knowledge and understanding of the history and the doctrines of the true biblical Christian faith. We seek to inform, encourage, strengthen, and equip ordinary Christians and have a particular concern for ministers and pastors and those training for ministry. We also seek to produce material that's evangelistic and in God's providence may be used as a means to bring people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. For more information about the banner, you can go to thebanneroftruth.org and find out more about their history and their mission. Also, there's a giveaway going on for the month of February of the complete works of John Bunyan. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan Sparks and Lexi Sove here with you. So what you been up to today, Lexi? Just recovering from... What has it been? Five days straight of the flu. (laughs) But we're doing way better today. And it's officially went through everyone in your family, right? Yes, even little Cyril. It was really sad. Okay. Does he still have fever today or is it better? No, no fever today. Yeah, he's like happy and let me even put him down and stuff. So good. Whew, gosh, it's nerve wracking. So (laughs) um, since we're talking about your family being sick and this is probably fresh on your mind, give us your favorite things you do when you're sick remedies. Um, the one that I keep telling you about is the lipospheric vitamin C. That's Mm -hmm. like our go-to when we actually get sick. Um, and I think one of the things we did this time, because Ari, because of his asthma, he can't have most over-the-counter medicines, but he definitely cannot have cold cough suppressants. Mm -hmm. So I made a cough suppressant out of- Oh yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Did it, it work? Oh my gosh, it tasted so good. <laughs> it, looked, um, it had yeah. pineapple juice in it, so I was like, I bet yes. that does taste good. It had, let's see, pineapple juice, lemon juice, honey, ginger, and it was supposed to have cayenne, but I didn't put cayenne in mm-hmm. it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally think it helped, though. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Do you drink it cold? Yeah, you just, like, take a little shot of it. And okay. he was having to take a treatment in order to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started giving him that, he was able to fall asleep without treatments. Oh, so yeah. I think it totally cool. helped. I'm going to try yeah, I so saved, those are my two things. Yeah, I saved, once you posted about that, I went to her website and saved that mm-hmm. recipe. I was like, that's just a good thing to have on hand. Oh, yeah. What about you guys? I, I've, uh, well, for cough, I've given my kids just like straight tablespoons of honey before, mm-hmm. which I feel like works for a few minutes. <laughs> Until it like goes down their throat completely, and then it's like, eh, well, kind of worked. Um, we do elderberry syrup mm-hmm. most of the winter, um, and then if anybody's and then if anybody's sick, we do it like every couple hours. But I've made that for quite a few years, and it's really easy to make. We have an elderberry bush on our property that I pick the berries from. It's like late summer when they get ripe, and then I just freeze them, and you just boil two cups of the elderberries and then I think it's a fourth a cup of raw apple cider vinegar and a fourth a cup of honey. So oh, you need to send me that recipe. That mm-hmm. sounds 
really, I, mm-hmm. I think it works well, but my mm. recipe is a little more involved. Really? Yeah. Um, sometimes I put cloves in it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I put a cinnamon stick when I have them. Um, you can definitely mix it up. Ginger, a lot of people gr- um, yeah. grind, not grind. Great. 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 Mm-hmm. That Great sounds more like my it. recipe. Yeah. The basic one that I typically do is just those three ingredients. So we always do that. We do echinacea drops, um, vitamin C. Those are basically vitamin our C go-tos. Is a way to go. Yeah. Tell me about, you said that um, Brian found out that elderberry, or not elderberry, vitamin C was helping with um, the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. He he heard reports about that. I don't know where he was reading it, but yeah, he was basically saying um, that vitamin C acts to viruses the way, the same way that an antibiotic would. Mm. And there's just so many studies are coming Mm. out with like, um, who was it? Suzanne Humphreys. She's like a vaccine doctor. No, that's not the way to put it. She is a, she's a kidney doctor, if I remember correctly, but she does a lot of research with vaccines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was a study that they did in Italy um, with people who, there were two different groups. They were all infected with tetanus. One group had the tetanus vaccine and the other one didn't. And the ones that didn't have the vaccine, they were treating them on straight vitamin C and 100% of them recovered. Whereas the people that had the vaccine and were not treated with vitamin C, I think it was only... 66% 66% of them recovered or something crazy. like that. Yeah, it was really how crazy. much vitamin C they were getting each day. They were getting one um, packet of it's uh, the lipospheric. I think it's 100 milligrams. I think it was just one of those a day. That's not that much. So, so that's no, it's not that awesome. much. Yeah. Wow. So, and that's you can give it to infants too. That was the other thing because it's always especially with little tiny babies, you can't give them anything, but I found out that you can give them vitamin C. Cool. So yeah, that's awesome. All right. So we're going to be talking about emotions today. (laughs) Oceans of emotions. Oceans of emotions, which has been one that has been on our list for a little while and we're going to tackle it today. It's funny that you said oceans of emotions because I wrote down in my notebook, emotions, tsunami or surfing. Oh, that's a good, that's a good analogy. <laughs> we both had water on the mind when it came to emotions. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, I feel like there's a misguided notion that when a feeling comes upon you that you have no other choice but to succumb to it. That's like the general notion when it comes to emotions, that notion when it comes to emotions, um, that, yeah, emotions can't be controlled, that it's something that happens to you. Um, and, and this, this is kind of new for me because I don't know, I, I feel like just over the past couple years, God has really helped me, um, by bringing different authors into my life and different just conviction and awareness, um, that that's not the case, that God calls us in many places in scripture to be self-controlled. And, um, and as Jared has said in sermons before that God also gives us commands that deal with our emotions, like rejoice, Mm -hmm. um, which is an emotive command. Um, he's telling us something to do with emotions. So God expects us to be able to, um, have control over emotions, to be able to do things like rejoice. So the first thing that I think is important is to break down the concept that a feeling is utterly uncontrollable. Um, <laughs> that any feeling that comes across you must be expressed and succumb to. Um, what are your thoughts, Lexi? Yeah, I mean, if you don't act on your emotions nowadays, you're 
called inauthentic. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that people are like, well, why are you being so fake? It's like, well, well maybe you're trying to not be <laughs> sinful. <laughs> I think, and I, part of why we talked about this originally was because there, I mean, and I see this everywhere. This isn't, this is just one example, but there's a gal that I follow who had a baby and she was posting videos of herself just silently crying because she wanted to normalize the postpartum emotions. And okay, I just had a baby. I get it. I get how overwhelming it can be. Mm-hmm. But what we need to normalize as Christians is self-control, not giving in to the point of recording videos of yourself. Like it's mm-hmm. just so cheesy. Yeah, so cheesy. <laughs> and and I think that it should be said that there there is there are sinful ways to deal with emotions and there, there's like a mm-hmm. sinful form of anxiety. There's a sinful form of depression, but there's also forms of these that are physiological. Like there is legit yes. postpartum depression. We're not saying that that mm-hmm. doesn't exist. We're not saying that clinical depression doesn't exist or anything like that, that there are 100% um, things that happen within our bodies that are uncontrollable, that we have to go through seasons of dealing with and trying to get under control and seeking medical or psychological help you know, mm-hmm. there are definitely seasons where that is a real thing that um, has to be dealt with. I don't think yeah. that's what we're talking about in this episode. No, we're talking no. more about just the normal everyday sinful emotions that perhaps come upon you. Yes. And for, I guess I just wondered when I saw her post that video, I, I wondered, well, what other, what other framework are you taking your emotions to outside of Instagram? Because, um, for example, when I, I think it was when, uh, Brian went back to work, I was just like, okay, so I struggled with my emotions really hard after I had Ari, but it was also a really hard year for our church and a really hard year for our marriage. So I don't know how much of it was postpartum. Yeah. Um, but then I was fine with Ira and Daphne, but after Cyril, it's just really hard having four kids. It's not... It's not bad. It's just very challenging. Yeah. And it's winter time, and I've never had a winter baby before. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was First Peter four two. Well, let me pull it up real quick. I want to read the verse. Okay, First Peter four two says. Okay, context. Verse one says, "Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin." so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. Um, and it was just through that verse that I realized I, I should, because of Christ, because of my death to my sin in Christ, that I can live against my feelings right. instead of having to live in my feelings. And that I needed, I literally needed to think about like, okay, what is reality? Today I wish that I could walk out the door without having to nurse 24 mm-hmm. seven. But reality is that children are a blessing. Yeah. Right. So I had to like talk myself, mm-hmm. your emotions are oftentimes the deluded reality, but they're not yes. real. They're not truth. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. 100%. Because our emotions are, ha- are what's happening in that second. How our, <laughs> yes. how our feelings are responding to something that's happening in that second. But if you were to take yourself out of that second and looking at the overall reality of your life, you would probably have a different statement than you would just in that second. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with our emotions and being women, like the reality just is that we we have 
periods, we have hormones, we have babies, we have times of the month that are, we are crazier than others. And that's just the reality of being a woman. So this is something that we have to train ourselves in mm-hmm. and train our children in to where they are yeah. able to live self-controlled, holy lives. <laughs> and now yeah, we just, don't have to just, we don't just get to pass on obeying because yeah, sorry, I'm a lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, sorry, I'm about to start my period. Excuse all of my rudeness to everyone in my family. Um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't give ourselves that excuse. We shouldn't force our husbands to give ourselves that excuse. Um, it's just unkind. Yeah. (laughs) And, and like, honestly, we're cheating ourselves out of joy when we do that because Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're allowing ourselves to kind of wallow around in a muck that we don't have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so my dad always has an analogy that's really helpful. He actually has two emotion analogies that that came to mind. One of them, he says, he said this to me growing up and it, it stuck in my head that our emotions should be the caboose of the train and not the engine, that they our mm. emotions should be following behind the Lord leading our life and directing our life. We shouldn't mm. make decisions. We shouldn't make reactions to things based on our emotions, but we should be submitted to the Lord leading and guiding and directing and mm-hmm. driving our life and be cautious because it's really easy to, whenever you're feeling a certain way, to just start making decisions based on that. And that is such a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, how terrible of an idea. Um, many women have left families based mm-hmm. on emotions in a moment. And mm-hmm. how sad. <laughs> how sad. Yeah. Um, um, or, you know, lots of examples that you can think of from women just making decisions based on how they were feeling. So, yeah. And then the other one, what was it? Um, that emotions should be the seasoning on our life and not the main course of our meal. Ooh, that's a good, yeah. So I think it's important to view emotions as that secondary to logical, what is the truth? What does God say about my reality? Mm -hmm. Um, And and then even there are times for me that I will go to Jared and be like, this is how I'm feeling. Is this real? And he, mm. and he and he will be like one hundred percent no. I'm like okay because <laughs> I am so confused right now and feeling yeah. really weird about things. And he'll be like, no, that is not the truth at all. This mm. is not reality. Or you're having um, like unrealistic expectations for things or whatever mm. it may be. You're like mm-hmm. just worrying about things that aren't real. Mm. So. Anyway, check it with your husband. Ask him. Yeah. Am I yeah, I have crazy to, right now? I go to Brian. I've been trying to do this a lot more regularly. Um, kind of telling on myself before mm-hmm. I just blow up, if that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because then, then I'm less tempted to follow through with my emotional reaction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so really you sound good. silly doing that, but it really does help. Yeah, it totally helps. And even just like even just in little things, like maybe you're feeling overwhelmed about a hospitality opportunity that you have coming up or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just like tell your husband like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Just remind me of why I'm doing this. You know, just have someone say out or a friend, whatever. Just have someone say out loud to you like, Hey, the Lord says this is a blessing. You're supposed to be doing this. You're obeying the Lord. You're working as an unto him. There's a blessing waiting for you in this. Like just having people remind you of the truth whenever you, because you can get stuck in your head and your feelings. And sometimes you have to have your brothers and sisters yank you out of that and yeah. 
and that can be really helpful. Oh yeah. Um, I was, I was curious cause you mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago to me that you really liked the man rampant episode. I think it was on, you said it helped you and Jared think through marriage counseling a little bit more. Mm, the sympathy and empathy one. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wondered, mm-hmm. it kind of related to this topic yeah. to me because mm-hmm. I think you were talking about like wives who can often feel like their husband has to empathize with their emotions instead yeah. of, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who he had on that was talking about this with him. Did you see I him? think it was uh, Joe Rigney, I think. I think it was. Is he, he's the bald one with glasses. Yes. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Um, so he was talking about the difference between sympathy and empathy. And he said, we live in a culture where everyone wants you to have empathy for them, that if they feel a certain way that they want you to also be in that feeling, making it a reality with them. Um, so in counseling, it's important that we remain just sympathetic to a situation and not Mm. empathetic, um, that we don't that we don't get down in the muck, in the mud, um, but Mm -hmm. that we stay with, he used the analogy, one hand on a branch, reaching Mm -hmm. in to pull them up to the truth. So um, just because people feel a certain way doesn't mean that that justifies all actions that Mm -hmm. have resulted from the feeling. So um, I thought it would, that it was helpful to think through this when it comes to counseling, because a lot of times in like marriage counseling situations or just any kind of situations, people can be really emotional about what's happened. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I mean, sometimes rightfully so like really hard, difficult things that people have gone through. And, um, and we have to be cautious to not let that sway what our response is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. that, that if a hard answer um, a response needs to be given. A, 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 and when I say hard, I mean truthful. If a mm. truthful, um, just like it may be hard to hear because it is the truth. If that needs to be given that we shouldn't let tears manipulate, um, the truth that needs to be given. And, um, we should want that also from our husbands. Um, mm. mm-hmm. even if we're feeling a certain way and even if our husbands have hurt our feelings and we go to them with tears, um, they should they should be sympathetic to us and they should they should care for us and be tender but um, but if we are being sinful behind these tears if, if mm-hmm. the reason that we are crying is actually a discontented heart that's not trusting in the Lord then we should expect our husbands to be brave enough to say to us actually <laughs> I love you but you need to repent yeah. Um, so we should be careful to not use emotional manipulation in our relationships mm-hmm. and we should, um, be brave to say the same thing to our Christian sisters around us and people that we may be counseling or whatever it may be, um, to not allow tears to persuade us away from truth. Yeah. And I think I that was that really insightful sense. in that same conversation where he basically said that the reason we don't like the idea of sympathy in counseling instead of empathy is because sympathy implies a hierarchy mm-hmm. and we're egalitarians. We want everyone to be on the same page. We don't want to mm-hmm. imply that somebody else is in a better place that could spiritually counsel us, mm-hmm. but that's actually, isn't it Galatians six one that talks about you who are spiritual restore mm-hmm. him, not yeah. somebody who is also down in the muck with yeah. me, 
yeah. that, that usually ends up with more sin in the yeah. end. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. we don't like it because we're egalitarians and we don't yeah. want somebody to make us feel bad, but it's, that's just the way that God has set up spiritual relationships in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really there will be times that I need, there will be times that God gives me opportunity to speak truth into someone's life and say, Hey, this is, this is a bad path that you're on. You need to repent, follow the Lord, whatever. And then there will be also times in my relationships with people that they will come to me and say, Hey, that was sinful. You need to repent, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think that we should be humble when we do it, Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. knowing that like, we will also have times um, of repentance to, to have in front of us. But yeah, but we shouldn't be scared to do that with our brothers and sisters. Yeah. It says Galatians six, one says brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep Mm -hmm. watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So the qualification for somebody who is able to correct you is that they're able to do it in gentleness and that they are in some sort of a way more spiritually mature than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even, you know, when, when, when we are trying to walk through our emotions, I think we have to be careful mm-hmm. to figure out who we're going to go to with these concerns. You probably shouldn't run to the foolish woman down the street. Yeah. who's only going to tell you what a crappy husband you have. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make sure you're going to someone who is actually going to share wisdom with you and, correct you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a little bit different, but I just heard Nancy Wilson on a talk say recently that whenever someone comes to her to talk about marriage issues, like a woman would come to her to talk about marriage issues that she will always ask. Um, have you asked your husband if it's okay that we talk about this? And, Mm. and if they haven't asked their husband, then she's like, okay, well just ask him first and make sure it's okay. Then I'm (laughs) happy to talk to you about it. Yeah. And, um, and if the husband says no, then they don't talk about it. And, Mm. and, but if he says yes, then she will talk about it. And I thought that was really wise because Mm -hmm. it gives a bit of accountability to what's being said rather than just gossip fest that it's Uh okay. You have your husband's blessing to talk about this. Let's do this Mm -hmm. in an honoring way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know Brian won't actually meet with people anymore unless the other party involved are willing to meet too because he's like there's nothing I can do unless Mm -hmm. I can hear both sides of the story yeah (laughs) yeah that's really good cool all right what else you got to say about emotions um I can't really think of anything else yeah um I okay I guess I do have one more thought okay so right after I did have Cyril when I was telling on myself one day, I told Brian, I just want you to know I'm feeling really tempted to basically be jealous that you get to go to work and mm-hmm. go have lunches with people and you right. get to have adult conversations. Yeah. And I told him like, I know that it's a good thing. I know this is just a season. I know children mm-hmm. are a blessing, but I just want to tell you that so yeah. that I don't react to you. And, and it was interesting mm-hmm. because he said to me, you do have the harder job right now, mm-hmm. but it's not about everyone getting the same amount of work basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so wise of him. Not because I didn't immediately feel like, Oh, I do have the harder. I wasn't being a martyr about it, Mm -hmm. but it was helpful to hear that my job isn't about making everything fair from, for Lexi. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens sometimes with emotions is, is we start to keep um, a record of wrongs. We start to Mm -hmm. keep track of the things we are doing for other people. And then when we start to feel slighted, 
that's mm-hmm. when the emotions build up. So to hear him say, we're not all egalitarians here. Everything mm-hmm. is not the same. You are yeah. in a harder season than I am. Mm-hmm. That was so wise of him to do. Yeah. yeah. So I just, something to be aware of, I guess. Yeah, that is, that is really helpful. Um, okay. So your tip then for whenever, whenever you are feeling emotionally wrong, like whatever, I don't know how you'd phrase it. Whenever you're feeling wrong emotions, there we go. What, what is your tips then? Talk to your husband. What, what's your, yeah, I think, I definitely think I, I talk to Brian. Um, Sometimes for me, it's just a matter of like, okay, I need to go for a walk. I can tell that mm. I'm just like, I need to get a little bit of exercise. I'm feeling like closed and confined and down. And I know that I need to get exercise. And mm-hmm. um, so sometimes it means even in the wintertime, bundling everybody up and just going for a walk and everybody's mood is better. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's just like being wise and knowing that. Um, for me, sometimes it's talking to Jared. Sometimes it's just praying. Mm-hmm. Um um, yeah, sometimes it's being intentional with friendships too, because sometimes it, oh, yeah. sometimes I get to feeling down because I've like been here at our house with two yeah. little kids for a very long time. And yeah, sometimes have, it's in being intentional with friendships to go hang out with people. Many bad days that I literally will turn around by impromptu inviting people over for dinner just because yeah. it forces me to stop thinking about myself and yes. start preparing for somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do that's that, a great folks. tip. Get your focus on someone else other than yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a great tip for feeling way happier. Yeah. <laughs> one, a, one, a surefire way to feel sad. Just start thinking about yourself constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so my thing, what I wrote at the end here is rejoice for emotions that we should be happy mm-hmm. for emotions that God we could just be very stoic people, but God chose to give us mm. emotions that a yeah. full range of emotions. So there are seasons for, like, like you was saying, there's seasons for everything. Um, there's seasons for weeping and there's seasons for rejoicing. So um, whatever season you are in, trust the Lord with it, submit your feelings to the Lord. Um, know that sometimes our feelings lie. So like Rachel Jankovic's quote, sometimes we have to tell them to shut up and salute Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we have to be aware that they are not what the Lord is telling us to feel. So we have to reject our emotions and obey Christ. Um, and then sometimes we, even if it is weeping, sometimes we mm-hmm. weep to the glory of God and um, thank the Lord for tears and blessings and the reasons mm-hmm. that they are there. Um, and then other times we rejoice for rejoicing and rejoice for gladness and plenty. So anyways, hope this is helpful for you guys and let us know your thoughts. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of The Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started The Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.